You're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the RFWP Podcast. I'm your host, Lois McNair, and I have with me our other host, Emily Lewis. Hey, Emily. Hi, Lois. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. I am so excited about this week's episode. Me, too. I'm really excited about our Open Mic Minute. Should we just roll it right away? Oh, I think we should. If you don't know what the open mic minute is, you're going to have to go to the website. That's right. But some people already responded. Yeah. So to set this up, before I hit play for you all to hear um, the response to our prompt this week, this week's prompt was, what was a micro joy moment that you had? And these are the responses. Awesome. Hi, Lois and Emily. My micro joy minute was this week when I discovered that the new church that I've been attending, which is no longer an IFB church, has a heart for women in abused marriages and a heart for women in domestic violence situations. Having come out of a marriage like that and for years getting no help in the IFB, I am overjoyed to finally be part of a congregation with a heart for this. My micro joy was the fact that I got to attend my older sister's wedding and I also got to make her cake. Um, It was my first wedding cake and I was so excited with how it turned out. And it was really fun to see her reaction when she saw the cake and see how happy she was and how happy her husband was. So that's my micro joy. Concerning the micro joy, this past Sunday, a friend gave me a gift at church and it had green glitter. I got it all over me. I love green, and it was just like celebrating joy. Glitter everywhere. Hi. My micro joy this week was watching my autistic son play with another little kid, and he initiated the play, which is really big progress and a big step for my son. So that made me very happy this week. My micro joy for this week has been the song Happy Dance by Mercy Me. I'm homeschooling my third grader and seventh grader this year. And it's coming to the end of the year, and attitudes are getting kind of crummy. And so when we get to that point, we just stop what we're doing, we put on the song, and we just dance it all away. Man, that was so fun to be able to hear everybody's voices. Yes. I just wish we were all in the same room, but I love that. And I loved those. Some were fun, and some were just precious. You could hear healing and voices and that's pretty cool. It's really cool. It just feels so personal. I love it. Yeah. I love that too. I'm hoping a lot more people will jump on and start doing that with us because we're going to make that weekly, right? Yeah. Every week we'll have a different prompt and some will be really light and fun like this, or some will be make you laugh. And we have, we have some really fun ideas. Yeah. Speaking of micro joys, you have a micro joy this week? I do. I do not drink coffee. You know this. Mm-hmm. My friend You're a brought tea me a drinker. I am. But I don't do 
frou-frou-y things very much. Like I don't go to the coffee shop. But my friend brought me a chai latte today, and it was amazing. That's my micro joy today. <laughs> chai latte. Yeah. Rumor has it that you have found a cold brew that you like as well. There's a chance. If there's a <laughs> lot of sugar in it. <laughs> it still tastes bitter, though, man. Yeah. So if you want to get rid of the bitterness, you've got to pop a little salt in there. There you go. Have I told you how I feel about coffee? I think this will make everybody laugh. Coffee lures you in because everybody likes it. It smells good. Mm-hmm. You take a drink, and the minute it hits the back of your tongue, it's like, gotcha. <laughs> it's, it's so mean. It's vicious. <laughs> uh, my son and my son-in-law are like major baristas. And I was just with them recently this past weekend. They went out on the back porch and decided to roast some um, coffee beans, you know, and they're talking temperatures and grams and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? Just make me some Starbucks with enough sugar and cream in it. And I'm good to go. And he's like, mom, you're not even drinking coffee. That's like not even coffee. Oh, okay. (laughs) Such a coffee snob. Man. Well, I don't, I don't have a micro joy this week. Oh, you don't, huh? I don't. What do you have? I don't have a micro joy this week. I have a macro joy this week. (laughs) (laughs) I have a major macro joy. Drum so I roll. I hinted at it a few <laughs> weeks ago, but I had a really exciting week. Are you ready? Tell to hear us. About it? I'm ready. <laughs> First of all, our oldest son and daughter-in-law, who've been married for six years, are expecting a baby. Yay! <laughs> that is my macro joy. They're expecting a baby. And I'll just tell you, like, literally, this is, she is very high risk because of some illnesses that she has. So, first of all, the fact that she was even able to get pregnant is a beautiful miracle. And that she was able to get pregnant as soon as they started trying is an even more beautiful miracle. And then, so incredible (laughs) to make the macro joy even bigger. She and Micah got to find out early what the baby was because of the um, extra testing that she has to have. So I went to Nashville this past weekend. Unfortunately, my husband could not go because of work schedule, but I went to Nashville and they had a gender reveal party. They're big office fans. So it was all, you know, the office and, (laughs) and they used a pinata and I helped them make it. It was just a big office coffee mug that said world's best baby. So Uh if you, if you've watched the office, if anybody's watched the office, you'll know exactly what episode I'm talking about. And so they got this baseball bat and we had people zooming in and they hit it. And it's a girl. Yay. How fun. 
So that's my macro joy. And I haven't been able to stop smiling. And I had to keep it underneath my hat for weeks because we found out really early that she was expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and did. I didn't say anything. So it was really hard for me to stay quiet about it. Yeah. And if anybody can't tell, this is Lois's first grandbaby. It is. <laughs> it is. I, I don't feel like I'm old enough to be a grandmother. That being said... I'm super excited about this, but I don't want to be named grandmother. Mm. Kudos to all of you out there that love the grandmother or the grandma or all of those. But I want something different. I want a cool grandma name. (laughs) Is that vain? I'm sorry. I just want a fun name. I don't think so. Uh, so you want feedback on that? I think I do. I think I'm going to be super brave and I'm going to ask everybody to go to our Facebook page and the name of our Facebook page is at RFWP podcast. Yeah. I always get mixed up. They're all the same. For a while we had little cuter names on some of them. But now they're all RFWP podcasts on all the social media platforms. Okay. So go to our Facebook page. Like it if you haven't liked it. And then I need you guys to give me some cool ideas for grandma names that don't have grandma or granny or grandma. (laughs) Even those are cute. I just don't want the G ma in it. <laughs> so um, that you're not hard to please at all. <laughs> no G or ma. <laughs> so yeah, that's my macro joy. I'm excited. Go to our Facebook page and give me ideas for yeah. grandma. Fun, fun. Yay. So do you have a quote for this week? I mean, I don't know how you follow up your macro joy, but. Yeah. Whoo. That's a quick turn to the left, isn't it? Okay. So I do have a quote this week. Okay. I do have a quote this week. Um, And it came from a sermon from my pastor who is. Preaching a series on the Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness. This has just been a phenomenal, phenomenal series. And maybe you have heard this expressed this way before. But the concept that he brought out um, of Mark. When Jesus is being baptized. I had not heard this in this way before. So Jesus is coming to be baptized. Obviously we know not because he has to, but to be an example. So God, the son who's a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man steps into the water to be baptized. And the Holy spirit, God, the Holy spirit descends on him like a dove 
because this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. It's the beginning of that about three and a half years of ministry. And then God the Father's voice is heard. And he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And I have heard that all my life. I've heard that message multiple times. But here's the deal that was the twist for me and the beautiful quote for me. Jesus hasn't done anything yet. Right. Quote, unquote. We talk about doing things in our world and like, well, if you do this for Jesus and if you do that. He hasn't, quote, unquote, done anything. This is the beginning of his ministry. And at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the father was already pleased with him and loved him. Jesus' ministry started there. He went out from a place of acceptance, not for acceptance. Mm, I love that so much. He hadn't even done anything. No. And his value and his worth was not found in what he had done. The father speaks that over him just as like he belongs to the Father. Our worth and our identity stems from whose we are. It's a given to us. Yeah. So good. And I have just read it over and over and reminded myself. And so I wanted to share it with our listeners that you can walk you can walk out your Christianity. You can walk out your faith from a place of acceptance, not for acceptance. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a huge. little bit more than a quote. It's a miniature <laughs> devotional, but it's, it's, uh, my pastor Trey brought that beautiful reminder to us. So. So yeah. good. So good. I love that. So what are we doing tonight? Well, what we what we wanted to do um, was bring to you guys um, basically a conversation that you and I have already had. Um, and and we did share it, but it was with only a few people. So we decided that we wanted to share it with everybody. And so in tonight's episode, we are going to play for you the conversation that we've already had about unity. Yeah. It's so important to remember that we can have unity around Christ and where our unity comes from because it doesn't have to come from agreeing completely with someone. Right. Isn't that a blessing? That is a blessing because we're all different people and you're going to hear in our episode tonight that you know, we don't look alike. We don't act alike. We don't, you know, we're, we are different and we are unique because that's how God created us to be. But within that, we are to be one. You know, first Corinthians talks about the members of the body 
you know, we have different giftings, we have different things, but we're one. And, and Emily, I don't know about you, but I just know that, you know, even non-believers want unity in our world right now, you know, yeah. and, and so as the body of Christ, we should want it that much more unity, um, within the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Yeah. Such an important topic. And, and that's what we, that's what we're going to play for you guys tonight. Yeah. It's a devotional style. Mm-hmm. So Lois does most of the teaching. And like you said, there's so much polarization in our country and in our world right now. If we need something, it's unity. Yeah. And I think that starts with listening like you said, whether we agree with somebody or not, but I, what I sense and what I feel within the body of Christ and outside of the body of Christ, that we are more interested in being heard and being right than we are about listening and being in relationship. Mm, it is so true. And that is going to be an upcoming podcast episode because we keep circling back to this too. So true. So true. So thanks for coming along tonight. And Emily, I want to thank you ahead of time for kind of letting me do the devotional. It was a little bit different than what we normally do. But um, when you guys finish listening to the episode, give us some feedback. You know, go ahead, go on our website and and comment and let us know uh, what the Lord shared with you during this episode. Let's do it. We are going to look at, just for a few minutes, unity in the body of Christ, because it seems to be and has been apparently for thousands of years an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So where do we find unity show up? then in the Bible? Where does this issue come up? Well, Paul talks about it in the letter to the church of Ephesus. Um, And it may be a little bit topical, but passages are in Ephesians, like Ephesians chapter two, you start in verse one and you, and you go all the way through Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, and he just says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, the passions of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body. And he goes on to say um, in verse four, but God, and I love the but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And as we know, it goes down, by grace, you've been saved. It's a gift of God. It's not a result of works 
so nobody can boast. And then he goes on to talk about we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then as he goes on and begins to talk, he is um, begins to talk about uh, to the to the Gentiles as well, because as we know, a lot was going on between Jews and Gentiles at that time. And there was, you know, sticking to the law on this situation and um, not not healthy fellowship between. And I won't get into all of that, but this is one of the things that Paul's addressing in here. And I love the way that he starts chapter two reminds us that unity is a product and it's a product of the cross. Mm-hmm. So the unity comes through grace of what Jesus did for us. It's a product of the cross. It's God's work in Christ by the way of the cross. And when we accept him, we become a part of the body of believers. We become a part of the body of Christ. I love that you said it's God's work. It's not yeah. us trying to like pull everybody together. And yes, we can do work in ourselves, but it's by Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. And when we are unified around what matters, we can have discussions around the tertiary issues without getting our feathers ruffled. Absolutely. Then then he goes on, and I love, um, if you look over in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1, he begins to talk about, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Those are the fruits of the spirit that we talk, we hear Paul talk about again in, Mm -hmm. or actually before this in Galatians. And then listen to verse four, Emily, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So the first thing that we heard is unity is a product. It's a product of the cross. And then unity is of the spirit. And we are called to be one. Unity is not something that we can produce in the body of Christ. Unity will come through the spirit's work in us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't belong. No denomination has like the market cornered on the Holy Spirit. And no when we say one faith, one baptism, it's not my way of viewing things. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's all his. And when we believe in Jesus, still believe the gospel, we're all one in him. That's right. We are. And, and the word um, unity, unified, union, the UN in that means one. It means mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. so if we're truly practicing and living the 
fruits of the spirit. In Galatians, you know, fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, goodness. You know, if we are allowing the spirit to work in and through us, it's going to, we're going to practice unity. The thing is, we, we, we really don't do that a whole lot. <laughs> but if we're living no, and <laughs> practicing the fruit of the spirit, um, doesn't it make sense then that a unified spirit would follow? Yes. Yes, it does. There would be, we can set aside our differences and they don't matter. And the spirit of unity, like there's almost Mm -hmm. a peace there that binds us together. Like Mm -hmm. when you meet a total stranger and you just, the Bible says your spirit bears witness with their spirit. Mm -hmm. Just have that like connection, like off the bat and makes you want to ask them more questions. Like, are you a believer too? Right. You know, and I love the fact that you just said that because um, we talked about this for a couple of weeks. The we are known by our love because that's who God called us to be, um, and and unity, a unified spirit, will follow if we are seeking the fruit of the spirit of love, and then joy, and peace. Um, so unity is a product of the cross. Unity is of the Holy Spirit. And when we're seeking to have the fruit of the spirit, then unity should be a byproduct of that. And then the next thing is unity is organic. Mm. Now we're, we're all about organic these days, right? You know, a lot of people are organic and all the things, um, Organic comes from the Greek word um, organikos, organikos, okay. and I always get tickled when I, I always get tickled when I when I hear the Greek word organikos because of the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and the <laughs> father in <laughs> the father in the movie, he's always like you know. You you give me a word and I will trace it back, you know, to the Greek. It's always, you know, the Greek word. So when I say <laughs> organikos, it makes me think of the big fat Greek wedding father. Um, any word and I show you how the root of that word is Greek. <laughs> right. um, but organic, just a couple of definitions. It's Organic means related to or derived from living matter, matter, okay, Um, denoting a relation between elements of something such that fit together harmoniously. Let me Mm -hmm. read that again. Um, One of the definitions of organic is denoting a relation between elements of something such that fit together harmoniously as necessary parts of a whole. And what do we hear in uh, Paul's writings where we talk about the, the, the body of Christ and members? There are, there are different members and yet one body, and each has a different calling. Each has a, a different function in the body. So, mm-hmm. right. And it's characterized by continuous or natural development. So, Unity 
um, as I was studying this is just, I love this. Unity is living, vital, ongoing process. It's not mechanical. It's not manufactured. Manufactured. It's not like math and numbers. You can't take an algorithm and apply it to the problem of disunity and say this plus this equals this and boom, the outcome is unity. It doesn't come from a program. It, even though those are vital in the body of Christ to reach other people, but it doesn't come from a program um, or creating an environment. It comes from being a new creation in Christ after salvation. It comes from the fruit of the spirit, loving who we are to be after salvation. You know, the body of Christ has many parts and really, and some people are going to wonder why I'm saying this, but really unity is diversity. Now I'm not talking about the diversity that, you know, we have in our culture today. Um, you're hearing a lot about diversity. I, I do I am talking about diversity within uh, the color of our skin, within our personalities, within our callings. Unity is diversity. Right. It really is. First Corinthians 12, um, you know, talks about that. We already mentioned the members of the body all have a different. My dad used to tell this illustration about how the body of Christ should be unified. And he uses his own physical body. And he's, you know, would talk about when he would work on the car. And years and years ago, you poured Coke or Sprite over your spark plugs. And you took a knife and you got all of the erosion off of it. And just sure. not the erosion, the corrosion. <laughs> Use yeah. the wrong erosion word, <laughs> but the corrosion and all. And he would slip and cut his thumb. And he's like, you know, the normal reaction is to, you know, he's going to suck on his thumb to stop the bleeding. He's going to hold his hand and the rest of his body automatically cares for that part of the body, right? It doesn't go, you know, the thumb doesn't go. I'm, I'm bleeding and, and the mouth says, yeah, well, I'm not going to help you out because, you know, the other day when you were using a toothpick, you poked the roof of, of my mouth. And so I'm not helping you. And the other hand doesn't say, you know, I'm not going to help you because last week when we were nailing something, you know, the, the hammer slipped out of your hand and you, you know, my hand was black and blue for a week and so on. And the legs don't say, well, yeah, you clipped my toenails too, too tight. And I'm not going to run into the house and help you. And, you know, I know that's silly, but the truth of the matter is the body of Christ is diverse in all of its functions, just like our hands and our, and our feet and our eyes. But Unity is not uniformity. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Unity is not uniformity. And that's where the beauty of the diversity, we are unified around Christ. We are unified unified through the spirit. And like you're saying, it's an organic reaction. Truly, if we are honestly connected to what matters in the cross and the spirit, it will be a natural reaction to care for those around us. 
So how can we, as we wrap up, practically go about our days? How can we tap into the Holy Spirit? How, we can, how can we organically cultivate this connection so that we can yeah. have this unity? And I, I don't want to glaze over the diversity portion of it, but, you know, we don't all talk alike. We don't all look alike. We don't all function alike. We don't all have the same giftings. And yes, when you become a Christ follower, you do receive a spiritual gift. You have a calling on your life. We don't all have the same personalities. We're all created uniquely different, but for one purpose, for God's glory. But unique, what are the first two letters in the word unique? UN. Yeah, one. So even though there's different giftings in the body of Christ, all are important. Different things, all are needed. Paul tells us that. So even though we may be diverse in our creativity and our functionality, we were created to function as one. And we are not competitors. We are co-laborers. So I think we have to look back at Ephesians 4. You know, again, um, verse 4. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father, which brings us to one goal, to bring glory to God. It's our differences, our uniqueness, that when well-equipped, help us to contribute our best to the body of believers for the sake of Christ. And I think it goes back to being the fruit of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. We cannot produce what we don't possess. We can't produce fruit if we don't possess the follow the the um, input from the Holy Spirit. Right, and then yeah. So I think it goes back to the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And being intentional about allowing the Holy Spirit's work in our lives to create that. And like our episode last week, wear love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for this. I want to thank you for letting me share my heart about unity. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.